You're listening to The Coffee Hour, IBA Debates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are excited to share a story from Concordia University, Wisconsin today. And as always, we're so grateful for the support of Concordia University, Wisconsin. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, Dr. Eric Ankerberg, president of Concordia University, Wisconsin and Concordia University, Ann Arbor. Dr. Ankerberg, welcome to The Coffee Hour. Thanks. It's great to be with you today. We are excited to share this story as you are the the new president of Concordia University, Wisconsin and Concordia University, Ann Arbor. So we'd love to hear your story, learn more about you and what led to you down this path to, to serving at Concordia University and Concordia University, Ann Arbor. What was your path into higher education and church work? Tell us about that. Sure. I'm, I'm a product of Lutheran education. And when I was a student at Milwaukee Lutheran High School back in the day, several of my teachers recruited me and encouraged me to go into Lutheran education. And I went to Concordia University, Chicago, where I met my wife, Jennifer, and, and started really on a career path where I am in a Lutheran high school, Martin Luther High School, taught English and theology there, and eventually thought about entering into higher education and began graduate school at Marquette University in Milwaukee and continued that pathway. I taught at Concordia Ann Arbor for five years in the English department, really happy years for me professionally, and eventually ended up going to teach at Wisconsin Lutheran College in Milwaukee, entered some, some roles and work as an administrator there, and felt that that was a way that I could help address some of the challenges that higher education was facing. And eventually had the opportunity to serve as provost at Concordia University in Texas, and as well as eventually provost at Concordia University, Chicago, and then was called to this role. And it's really exciting to be in this position to serve two, two campuses across one university. Yeah, you have a long legacy of serving the church in higher ed, which is amazing. You've done some really good work along the years. And you mentioned... English. I know you have this love of poetry and literature. What is it about this this area of of literature, poetry that you really love? Oh, we could go on all day about that. That's that's the happy place, right? What it is. I do miss miss the classroom and being being a faculty member. I think poetry and literature are a great place to see where faith and the arts and the life of the mind can come together and really important things can happen for students and for faculty and for people in general. I think poetry is this marvelous medium where we can explore transcendent things. And we can often use simile and metaphor to chase those things, but it also can be very concrete in what it, it talks about and explains and addresses and be very straightforward in translating our experiences. It also, it can operate like a machine. And you go inside of the poem and it's like you're a mechanic taking apart this engine. So it can operate in so many different ways. And my particular place where I love to live, whether it's the poetry of George Herbert in the 17th century in England, or the 20th century poetry of someone like R.S. Thomas, who was also an Anglican priest and poet. They're people that are able to use the medium in a way that really explores hard questions while at the same time being concretely grounded in a, in a confession of faith and a trust in the good that God works in our lives through Jesus Christ. 
One of my favorite poets, who is alumni of Concordia University, Wisconsin, Tanner Olson, written to speak. Did your paths ever cross with Tanner? No, I need to meet Tanner. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I always love to meet poets. This is good. Yeah, he's a, a great product of Concordia University. Well, it, certainly with, with education being at the, the heart of your vocation and who you are, what is it that you're truly passionate about when it comes to higher education? And how does that play a role in your new position at Concordia University? Sure. You know, student success is really important to me. I'm, I'm higher education being an opportunity for students to have a transformational experience and to, to grow as human beings, to be made whole as they experience not only different disciplines, but also the intersection of those disciplines with what the church teaches, what scripture teaches, what our faculty bring in terms of promoting and encouraging faith in the classroom across the university. I think that that idea of student success and growth is, is a critical thing and our world is so hungry for graduates but we are contributing through the power of the gospel to make whole and our world needs to be made whole. And my prayer is always that our graduates go out and do remarkable, extraordinary things, help change the world and make it a, a better and stronger place to influence it for good. And I think there's just tremendous need for that today. How do you see that playing out at Concordia, Wisconsin? I know you're, you're still yeah. really new to this role, so... There's, no, a, there's a lot ahead, but but what do you yeah. what do you see happening well, in, the, in our, the next few years? Sure. No, that's a great question. All of the Concordias, I think, really strive to carry this out. Our particular strengths in that area, I think we have a remarkable commitment to the, to the liberal arts across both campuses. We see how important the humanities and thinking and studies that are grounded in texts and and promote the idea of what makes us human beings who have been created in the image of God and how do we maximize the gifts that we've been given. That's an important part of what both campuses pursue. At the same time, we're really great at promoting a comprehensive education for our students. How do they learn how to live in various vocations, whether that's as citizens or as members of a family, parents, uh, spouses, children to their parents, et cetera. How do they learn then also how to go out into careers? And that career focus also matters. How do we help students be prepared to go out and serve their neighbors in a lot of different community and workforce settings where they'll do great things? Those, those are the things that we really are focused on. It's, it's remarkable to see the kind of strength, especially in areas like healthcare that we have as a university. And that's something that's, they've got a long history on that. And it's also dynamic and growing across the university. What do you like about being back in Wisconsin <laughs> after being away for a little while? I saw some of the the, the videos and, and uh, pictures from your installation not too long ago and the welcome that you received. It, it looks like it was a very warm welcome. Oh, it's great. That was a fabulous service. That was a real blessing. Wonderful to have President Harrison there and so many friends, both for me personally and for the university. I do love Wisconsin. I grew up here. Probably my favorite thing is that I am close again, being able to see Brewer games. Big baseball fan. And that is a tremendous gift to be able to be back close to my home team. And, you know, we have a lot of family here. So that's a, a real gift. My mom lives nearby. My wife, Jennifer's got family nearby. My sister's here. So it's, it's a great way to reconnect with family and with friends. And this university and both campuses 
everyone's been so welcoming. It's just a wonderful community to be part of. Yeah, that's got to be great to be back on your old stomping grounds, all the things that you love in Wisconsin with you. Now, you mentioned both campuses. What is that like to be president of two universities that are in two different, not only two different cities, but two different states across a lake? How does that play out? It is complicated (laughs) and it is awesome. And it's, I think it's both a challenge and a real strength for us as a university. And it's something that we're talking about as we do strategic planning and start that process that we really want to take what has been, and it's 10 years this year, a 10 year anniversary of the two campuses coming together. It's a remarkable experiment in higher education. And now is our opportunity to really double down on that and to to strengthen our capability to be a regional Lutheran university, to strengthen our ability to have impact across multiple states and and do some of the best work that God has called us to. So this is something that's pretty unique in higher education. And it's been 10 years of strength. And now we're really looking forward to what's the 2.0 version of that relationship and that partnership across the two states and across the region. You know, one of the things that it's allowed for us to experience is in fall 2022, we have the largest enrollment uh, across the Concordia University system. That's the most recent numbers that are available. We've been at the top of production or the creation of the most church workers for the LCMS. And we also have the largest population of Lutheran students among our undergraduate and graduate populations. And we're serving a little over 1,900 students who identify as LCMS at our university. What do you, what do you see as some of the strengths of each of the campuses of Ann Arbor and Wisconsin? Well, that's a great question. I, they have a different feel to them culturally mm-hmm. as, I, mm-hmm. as I visit both campuses. And I think that's a strength too. They've, they've retained a sort of sense of their own independent vibe. But one of the things we've worked hard and will continue to work hard to do is to have a mirroring of academics and academic experiences across the two campuses. Yeah, you know, we're proud to offer a Doctor of Philosophy program here on the Mequon campus. That's something we don't have at Ann Arbor. But most of our other programs are, are really mirroring across the lake, if you will. So we have the oldest nursing program in the Concordia University system here on the Mequon campus and the youngest nursing program in Ann Arbor. We really work to increase and strengthen the facilities at both campuses. And that's probably one of our, our larger challenges is how do we uh, keep up with that and, and invest in both campuses as best we can. You know, one of the neat things is seeing the Ann Arbor campus move to expand its footprint to a, a new north building about a mile and a half north of the campus. And that's going to be housing our nursing program, as well as our doctor of occupational therapy group and our doctor of physical therapy cohort, which we're hoping to start very soon. We are learning about Concordia University, Wisconsin and Concordia University, Ann Arbor with new president, Dr. Eric Ankerberg. We'll continue the conversation right here on The Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon, 
Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Our guest today, Dr. Eric Ankerberg, he's the new president of Concordia University, Wisconsin and Concordia University, Ann Arbor, learning about life as the the new president and getting to know the students in the campus. How do you get to know the students on the campuses that you serve, Dr. Ankerberg? Oh, that's probably what the most fun, right? Getting to leave the office and, and talk to students <laughs> and hear about their experiences. One way is is going to athletic events and drama events and other things that are just happening on both campuses. I traveled to CIT, Concordia Invitational Tournament at, at Concordia's last month. Had a great time with that. I think it's any time I can sit down and talk to students and be with them as, as we're in the middle of, of all the different kinds of experiences and opportunities that a university life offers, trying to do that. It's, it's just amazing to have that opportunity to just sit down and share, hear what students are experiencing firsthand. I'm also starting a long, probably several month conversation for working on a, it's really a listening tour across the campus, campuses. And it's about 30 sessions that we're going to be experiencing over the next three months. And in those listening sessions, I'm trying to work on different groups, meeting with different groups across the university and students are a primary participant in, in those conversations. So I'm looking forward to meeting with groups of athletes, groups of Lutheran students, groups of education students. And yeah, we're, we're just trying to make sure I have as many opportunities as possible to be sitting down and hearing about the great things that students are experiencing, as well as the opportunities for us to do our work differently or better. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a really exciting opportunity, both for you and for everybody at the universities to be able to express these things. In your experience, you've had experience in Lutheran education, higher higher education in, yeah. in Lutheran schools. What is, what's important about really upholding this tradition of Lutheran education at these universities? Sure. Oh, that's a great question. And it's probably one of our biggest challenges, right? This, this ability to, to faithfully carry out the work that's been given to us. So... As a Lutheran university, we have this mar- marvelous gift of the gospel, as well as you know, a commitment to the church's teachings that we want to bring to all of our students. And at the same time, we're serving a changing number of Lutheran students and, and probably a, a rising number of students for whom Lutheranism or even the Christian faith is something that's new. So it's, it's balancing a couple of things. It's making sure that we, we really have this strong, demonstrated, lived out commitment to Christ, to the Lutheran confessions, to scripture, to our church's teachings across the university, as well as finding ways to lean into a new audience that is maybe doesn't fully know that they, how much they'll benefit from hearing about this and, and inviting them to hear more and provide all the opportunities we can for the Holy Spirit to bring, to bring them home. Christ is, but it's, it's important that we, we keep our eye on multiple things at once so that strength of faithfulness, which is 
it's not an automatic thing. It is certainly about chapel and theology courses, but it's also about an ongoing conversation about how do we encourage faculty and staff to grow in their own faith and grow in their own ability to help them bring their faith and intersect it with their everyday work, whether that's teaching or coaching or working in a registrar's office. And it's also finding ways for us to be creative about doing our best work in terms of teaching students and helping them succeed, as well as making sure that that's always aligned fully with and promoting the gospel and a transformed life in Jesus Christ. That's a great description of what Lutheran higher education can be today, what it looks like today. You mentioned that, that there are some challenges. What are the challenges that that universities, particularly Christian universities, Lutheran universities face today in, in order to remain faithful? Yeah. You know, there are broad challenges that, that the culture is always a challenge. Our students are coming to us and they're living broadly in a culture that is either ignoring or hostile to the Christian faith. So that's, that's one thing that we're always conscious of and need to, to find ways to help our students navigate that. There's financial challenges, right? Tied to enrollment. I think it's, it's a, a changing world in terms of just the number of students in our own church body and the kinds of choices they have for higher education. And we're always working very hard to recruit students, certainly as traditional undergrads, certainly with an eye towards church work but also towards preparing them for a variety of other vocations. But there's also a lot of work for us to do to recruit students who are post-traditional, right? Students who are interested in completing a degree they may have started but didn't finish or studies and inviting them to experience the joys of what Christian Lutheran higher education can provide. You know, and I think there's another piece, and this is harder for, for all of us to get our arms around, is there's a... There's a lack of confidence sometimes in higher education. I think there are people who ask hard questions about, is it worth investing a lot of money in an education where I'm not sure of the outcome? Will I get a job? Will my, will I be questioned or compromised about my faith as part of that? It, there isn't the kind of automatic assumption of higher education being a necessity or a good that people want to pursue today. And I think that's some of our most important work as Concordias and as faculty, staff, administrators at our universities. We really need to find ways to help the church have the highest level of confidence in our work, that we care about a strong relationship with the church. We care about our students as whole people. We don't see them just as someone to educate in a low sense, but to educate them in this comprehensive sense. We care about them as whole people. And we want to provide an education in which we, and certainly through the work of the Holy Spirit, our Lord's working to change their lives and strengthen them and make them whole people. But we want people to, to recognize and have a confidence, a rising confidence that the investment in Lutheran higher education is really worthwhile. We'll help students get a great career. We will help them study things that are challenging, but also make them stronger, wiser people will expose them to truth and beauty and goodness and help them understand what an essential part of an education and a life that that can be. And we'll prepare hopefully to go out and do great things, either as professional church workers or to participate fully in the life of the church or to go out into other vocations and into their families and into the world and live out all the good things that God has prepared. 
Yeah, it sounds like really refocusing or just focusing on on the excellence in Lutheran higher education. I love what you're saying about the importance of that Lutheran identity and and really focusing on on bringing Christ to these students. You've mentioned Lutheran educators raising up Lutheran church workers. How is how are Concordia, Wisconsin, Concordia, Ann Arbor really focusing on that? I know we've talked about a lot with our Set Apart to Serve initiative, really sure. focusing on on encouraging these young people to look into church work. How how are these universities doing that? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's it's to be active at multiple levels, right? I think I was certainly gifted with having graduates of Concordia, Wisconsin, and Concordia, Chicago, as well as Concordia, Nebraska when I was a high school student, speak to me, tap me on the shoulder and encourage me to follow that path. So I, I think at a local level, whenever pastors, parents, teachers can be speaking into the ears of our young people and saying, hey, this is, this is a remarkable opportunity and the Lord's blessed you with some excellent gifts. Please think seriously about this pathway and this kind of work. That's a great thing. Certainly the universities are working together when it comes to some practical issues, like how do we recruit students? How do we, how do we remain affordable for students? How do we develop programs that are professionally really strong and attractive and at the same time provide all kinds of opportunities to serve the church? We want to make sure that we are a competitively an attractive option for students who are considering church work. And, you know, the church as a whole, the set apart to serve what movement really matters. The fact that the church globally says, this is important. This is essential. We need to continually be asking, how can we have generation after generation of strong candidates who will continue this work? Um, I, that's a gift as well. And I'm really grateful that the Synod is committed to that. But I think it's, you know, it's at all levels. And, you know, probably the pressure is also on the church to be asking, how do we make sure that we have strong Lutheran parishes and schools that have opportunities for, for students to come in and positions for them to be serving in? And so it, when it is in a kind of ecosystem or a constellation of different partners working together, which, which we have shown over time that we are, that's, that's where we can really do our best work. And I think the Lord blesses them. You've done a nice job of painting a picture for us, helping us understand where you and Concordia University stand on the important issues. Now it's time to get on to the importanter issues for the lightning round when we Absolutely. introduce someone new on the coffee hour. We have just a couple of minutes yeah. to dig to, to jump into the, co to the coffee hour lightning round. Are you ready? I am ready. Throw them at me. All right. These are some just rapid fire questions about some of your favorite things to help us get to know you better. All right, Dr. Ankerberg, favorite cuisine. Okay. Pizza. Okay. And Favorite place, Fire and Wine in Glen Ellen, Illinois, and they're not even paying me. So go there. <laughs> not a sponsored commercial. Hit book. Graham Greene's The Power and the Glory. Mm. Fabulous novel. Yeah. All right. This book. is not a fair question for a literature professor. Favorite right. poem. Oh, I, I'm going to just give you two poets. Anything by George Herbert, anything by R.S. Thomas. Those are the, those are the two are the kings in my in my mind all right fair enough favorite movie i'll give you two hoosiers and the natural so two favorite sports movies i'll my I world stops if they're on tv so <laughs> i hoosiers has appeared before three times like, three times really okay yes wow. okay yeah run the picket really? fence what's classic yeah. all right favorite 
favorite dessert or or favorite ice cream if you i mean you're right. in wisconsin i'm gonna so. i'm gonna go norwegian here so i'm Ooh. scandinavian and it is a dessert called rumagrit which is like cream pudding Ooh. it is to die for that sounds amazing it's good it's really good favorite vacation destination i'll be a wisconsin homeboy here in say dork county Oof. good Great choice pull. yeah <laughs> Let's see, that was gonna that was my next question. Favorite Wisconsin. Brewer games. That's and also you know, anything with Lake Michigan. I mean it's one of the marvelous things of our campus is driving up to see Lake Michigan every day. Just it's a beautiful place. So Yeah. The lake is a beautiful thing. Office supply. I want to meet the guy that invented the sticky note. I think he should yes. get that out. But I'm a big fan of the bullet journal. That is my oh. that is my for the day. It's not really Thing. Well, it's not a supply, but it's it counts. how it counts. I get from my life. How about that? <laughs> All right. Favorite hymn? Oh, there's so many. I'm going to go Scandinavian again, oh. and I'm going to say anything by Thomas Kingo. And oh. It's pretty amazing. Good on choice. My heart impress, you know, I, on my heart imprint your image. Probably my favorite by him. Yeah. He's a good hymn writer. All right, last one. Favorite Bible verse. I'm going to go to Colossians chapter one, round verse 18, I think. And we reference this. It's got a longstanding history of the Ann Arbor campus of talking. Of, Paul talks about how in all things, Christ may have preeminence. Mm. And I just love connecting that to our mission and our work in Christian education, Lutheran higher education, about how our work really is in vain if we are pointing people to the person and work of Christ. Our guest today, Dr. Eric Ankerberg, president of Concordia University, Wisconsin and Concordia University, Ann Arbor. Dr. Ankerberg, thanks so much for spending some time with us on The Coffee Hour today. Great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.